Hi, everyone. My name is James Kelleher, CEO of Whitex International, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Becky Bushnell, our Head of Business Development, and we're going to be talking about improving return on investment with your PR. Welcome, Becky. Hi, James. Thanks for having me. Becky, I thought to start with, why don't you give us a, a quick overview of your career in PR to date? Sure. So I started my career in PR um, as an undergraduate in psychology. I just completed um, an internship in advertising for one of the large advertising agencies, but actually based out in India um, before starting my, my time at White Oaks over five years ago now as a junior account executive working one of the in one of the PR teams um, and ultimately working my way up to the AD track before just over a year ago now I moved over to new business so responsible for bringing in new clients to the agency but have that good experience in PR on the front line um, to support me on that. So you have this this kind of blend if you like of working with both existing clients but also having conversations with prospective clients and based on those conversations that you, you've had uh, over the years, how important would you say uh, the ROI is for them? Is it is it something that's top of mind? Yeah, definitely. I think PR can often be perceived as something quite fluffy and intangible. But for our clients and the type of organisations we work with, that way of thinking just doesn't work. So we typically work with fast-growth challenger brands um, and they see PR as a significant strategic investment. So being able to measure and demonstrate that ROI is really essential for them. Um, and ultimately, that's exactly what attracts them to working with us. And I guess, you know, over the years, we hear people say, well, you can't measure it. You you can't get a tangible ROI. And I, I know that that's something that we don't believe in. What what advice do you give to prospective clients when they're they're asking that question? How do I how do I get a, a an ROI and, and how do I measure it? It's a good question. And ultimately, we break it down into five things. Um, so first of all, focus on activity and not time. So most PR agencies will talk about this retainer model charging for their, their time and their hours. We believe it's a much better way for us to be focusing on activity rather than talking about time spent. Um, the second is embracing transparency. So making sure that you know exactly what you're getting. Building your tactics on a sound strategy. And I know that sounds like a given, but it is so important. Um, and hopefully we'll come on to that a bit later. But also agree up front what success looks like um, so that you're on exactly the same page before you even begin the campaign. And then finally, be structured um, but flexible. And I think that really is mirrored and aligned with our way of working that we have a plan, we work to that, but there's always that level of flexibility to adapt if um, business priorities change, client priorities change, we get um, customer opportunities. So we're adaptable, but we have a plan from the beginning that aligns to business objectives so we can be really strategic in our approach to PR. Yeah, and the, the, the first one you talked about there about focusing on activity rather than time, that that for me talks directly to the the issues I think that that really... Uh, center around the retainer model where basically you're buying time rather than deliverables and, and rather than results that that's something that that we we're known for can you talk a little bit more about that yeah absolutely and that's because it works for our clients um the retain the retainer model is all about paying for time as you've said and in my and our collective opinion that's not always the most efficient or effective way of structuring a campaign so i mentioned that word transparency earlier 
Um, and from the conversations that we have with prospects and clients, we know that the lack of transparency with agencies that use the retainer model is a major source of frustration for them. So quite often they're paying um, blindly thousands of pounds per month with very little commitment from the other side. So to me, this idea of focusing on deliverables and tangible outcomes and knowing exactly what you're paying for, it feels like a no-brainer. Yeah, and I guess that that leads nicely to the second point that you made uh, in in your list about knowing exactly what you're getting, moving away from this this kind of conversation where you know it, it should be intangible. It's hard to measure. We can't guarantee things. I I know that, that that you and we collectively think differently about that. Yeah, that's it. And so we're not necessarily talking about objectives right now, but of course the objectives guide the entire strategy and campaign. But for us to be really transparent and to be able to be confident in delivering against those objectives, our clients, they should know exactly what they're getting in terms of consultancy, account management and actual deliverables like placements, articles, press releases and so on. Um, In practice, it means that we're all on the same page about what we're trying to achieve, but also about exactly how we're going to do it and precisely what that will cost. Um, and for our clients that's mapped out with agreed deliverables set kpis and then a formal service level agreement on a pro rata basis that ties it all together and your your third point was around um tactics and, and basing tactics on a on a sound strategy and i i guess for a lot of people that that would sound obvious but you know i over the years have seen examples of really great strategic creative thinking at the beginning of a campaign and then everyone just kind of goes off and, and does the normal day-to-day stuff and and doesn't really revisit that until you get to the end of the campaign. Um, it, what, what, what do we do? What, what does Wycototes do to, to help avoid that and make sure that whenever we're delivering work, it, it's contributing to those strategic objectives? Yeah, that's absolutely right. That, that scenario that you've just described is so common and while you're right it does sound like a given and you would hope it would be it's it is worth throwing out there because it's so important so having that powerful strategy behind your campaign to shape and guide the tactics is crucial because as you mentioned it could be too tempting to get too ingrained in the tactics and lose sight of what the initial prompt to even engage in PR to begin with was Um, and that's important because if we want to drive lead generation for example our tactics will need to be different to those that we might use if we were striving for brand awareness so the strategy behind it keeps you on track. It enables you to adjust as you need to, but it makes sure that the tactics that you're putting forward always relate back to those objectives, so that the results that we're delivering for that we're delivering um, are meaningful for for our clients. Yeah, and I guess you know having those objectives clearly defined is is really important. But what that then enables you to do in a campaign is to really then agree what success looks like. What are what are the deliverables and what are the results that are going to contribute to those objectives? Yeah, and that's a really good point that ties really nicely into measurement as well. So alongside the objectives, you need to define your KPIs, but you also need to make sure that you're on the same page with your PR agency about what your metrics you're going to report on um, and what the, ca- the outcomes that you see make the campaign successful. So whether that's getting the CEO onto the BBC's red sofa or helping the sales team generate leads you need that transparency and you need that alignment between the PR agency and the client right up front um, and to be on the same page about that as well and you mentioned earlier that uh, a lot of White Oaks's clients are fast growth disruptive tech companies and I guess by the very nature of, of who they are and what they do 
objectives can change because the the business is changing, the marketplace is changing, um, and their objectives will therefore change. How do you how do you manage that within a campaign environment? Yeah, that's a really good point, and it leads to my last point about flexibility. So structure is good, but there is a difference between being structured and being set in stone. Our campaigns need to be agile because a good campaign can be adapted, tweaked as needed when things go. Uh, go differently within the business or the market changes Um, a lot can happen in six months so from the time that we initially map out the campaign to let's say at that three month point when we're having a mid-campaign review the business objectives the market conditions the relationships that you have with your customers all of that can change so having the ability to swap out activity and tweak objectives is really important and something that um, our account teams our account directors our account managers are really good at so they monitor that activity throughout the campaign another scenario for example would be if if we're saying halfway through the campaign actually this tactic is really working well for us we're getting a lot of results from that but actually these case studies that we'd baked into the campaign the customers that we thought would have something to interest, something interesting to say or would, or would want to talk don't. Um, so why don't we incorporate some flexibility here, do more of what's working and, and take away that, that resource from, from what isn't. So we're always monitoring that campaign and making sure that we're, we are being as effective and efficient with our clients' budgets as possible um, and making sure that we can adapt the campaign as and when needed whilst still retaining that structure and having that plan in place to guide us. And I guess, you know, ultimately delivering the the best ROI. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Great. Thank you, Becky. Uh, That's it for this episode. But if you'd like to explore return on investment a bit more, take a look at our website and also make sure you check out our social channels for our next episode coming soon.